Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. So in today's episode, I've decided to talk about basically what I've, a few tips or not a few tips, but just what I've learned from interracial dating. So this came about because I've got, I had my blog redone by a member of the team and I noticed that some of the older bloggers were coming up and one of the most popular ones was a list of 10 things that I'd learned. So I thought I'd whittle that down and do, because I think that was out in 2018. Um, so I thought I'd do a 2022 version, especially now that I'm in a new relationship. So it's kind of easier to then have a look at how things have been so far. So I'm going to start today's podcast with my challenge of the week. So my challenge of the week, I'd say, is getting my to-do list done. There have been things that I've been putting off that I know I just need to get on with, get it over and done with, and I've been putting it off just because I'm scared. So yeah, by the end of today, not today, by the end of Friday, I'll um, yeah have hopefully ticked it all off because I started on Sunday I made my list of 10 things that I really wanted to get done and I'm in a positive mindset. Okay, so what I've learned about interracial dating. So, number one, growing together can be so much fun. So, for those of you that don't know me, don't know kind of my past, my first, I've been in kind of two serious relationships. First was with an American Asian second was with an Irish person and I'm currently in a relationship with an Irish person as well um and I think in terms of when I talk about growing together being fun it's in the fact that when you come from two different cultures you are combining the best really of both worlds because you're picking and choosing the cultures that suit you and I think in my position as well I was born in Zambia grew up in England and now live in Ireland so not only am I mixing the best of being English being Zambian and whatever they are there's also the mixture of kind of where we're going in that relationship so obviously as we grow as people you want to do more things so when I was with my first boyfriend I was at uni So that was kind of the uni experience, having fun at uni, going out and kind of getting to know that version of myself, Um, running mostly muffins, my like first business back then. With Sean, it's been traveling, nomad life, um, the pandemic and being split up. And then with G, it's me and this new authentic self as I get to know me and the person that he is and how he fits into that. So me being comfortable with how I see family and how I want that to look, how I want to have fun, whether that's at home or going out. Um, And normally that translates to like us having food. Um, And yeah, just the little anecdotes that you each bring to a relationship, the inside jokes that you have with each other, how you can expand and evolve And just how much fun that little bubble of the relationship can be. So yeah, I think when you are growing with someone, especially someone from a different culture and someone that looks at life slightly differently, that is 
just yeah it's a lot of fun yeah number two oh this i've written down the secret in inverted commas club so from when i started dating there seems to be this club where people want to let you know that they of course have also been in an interracial relationship they kind of let you know that it's okay i've done it too and on top of that it's also people that think that you all kind of know each other so i found this more whilst living in islands that random people would come up to you and be like oh yeah i once dated a woman from zimbabwe from somewhere like once in a while it's from zambia actually when i was getting my covid booster the doctor that I had was itching to tell me that his friend was dating a Zambian girl. So, um, yeah, you don't really get away from that. But even in the secret club of, um, like, you all knowing each other, there's a lot, like, there are. There are people that can be horrible about interracial dating because they think that both of you are traitors to, like, you should, like, black people should be with black people, white people should be with white people. Because of racism, because of whatever else, there are some people that just don't accept that, two people can fall in love it can be healthy and it can be okay um but even to the point where people just think that when you are talking about someone and you're talking about a particular country like I'm talking about the um doctor he was trying to ask me if I knew this woman like this woman lives in London it could be absolutely anyone we don't all know each other and actually funnily enough one of the things that me and G have started doing when we're like traveling around because again people think even not just in dating but in general, people think that all black people seem to know each other. So rather than him asking me every time we see a black person, because especially here, like in Belfast, it's a lot more cult- multicultural now than it used to be. But when you do see a black person, you kind of just like nod at each other, smile at each other. So now whenever we do see someone, I'm like, oh, do you know them? And um, yeah, inside joke, whether that's funny to other people. But yeah, there just seems to be this club where people seem to want to tell you the ins and outs of who they've dated why they've dated them and just to let you know that yeah I support you and is that needed no <laughs> um number three taking pictures can be long and I've put long as in long luckily because this is what I do I found quick ways I've got filters I know what I'm doing with my cameras so even when I'm practicing on my actual like um, professional camera I practice with different skin tones because I can't tell you the amount of times I've been to events, I've been out with partners and people just don't know how to take a picture of an interracial couple. Either it's too dark and you can't see me or it's too light and you can't see them. And it makes me laugh because my sister-in-law is quite pale and my brother's quite dark. So these would be like the great, a great example of knowing whether someone can take photographs or not. Because even when it came to their engagement photos and their baby shoot ones I was impressed with their photographer because clearly it's someone that knows what they're doing and they're not just saying it um but it is always really funny because sometimes like you'll go on holiday or you'll be doing something that's a really sunny day you go to take a picture and you're like this is just yeah this is too much so yeah taking pictures can be extremely long and something that you have to think about number Four is it takes a particular kind of man and by this I mean I'll use myself as an example so as I said before I've gone through different transitions of life so there was uni chick there was starting to work in the corporate world chick and there's now I completely work for myself chick I've been to therapy and I'm finding myself chick 
Now, to date, all those different versions of me takes a particular kind of man, first of all, because it has to be a man that's conf- conf- confident and comfortable with who they are as a person to the extent of not being emasculated. But it's also someone that can understand and accept that as a woman, as a black woman, as a Zambian woman, as a Zambian woman that was brought up in England, there are certain cultural expectations, there are just certain expectations that are put on me that are very difficult to sometimes explain to someone. And when I say it takes a special kind of man, I mean that this man will have to be ingrained in your family. So my first partner didn't meet my family because they were basically like, nope, not happening. Um, I met my brother once, he met my cousin. They spent a bit of time with my cousin once, but that was it. It was just clear that people didn't like him. Obviously, at the time, I was like, I don't get why. He's such a lovely person. But then this is someone that cheated on me at the worst of times. So hmm. clearly, this was something that I didn't see. Um, also, with Sean, my second partner, I guess that was me moving after my dad had been ill. That was me starting afresh, especially at that time. Like, dad was ill. And at that time, I wanted to be Chikumo the student. And that's when I started, like, the blogging properly. But I just, I didn't want to be known as the business person because that's the person that I was back in Sheffield. I just wanted to be the student and the daughter. But me being me, I couldn't just be a student. I needed to do something else, which is why the blog was there. So... Sean was the first person to meet my family and obviously five and a half years together became quite ingrained in my family but had to deal with I think a lot of things that when you are dealing when you're dating someone from the same culture especially in western culture there are things that and even I think when it's a black guy dating a white woman what's expected it's not the same so when I look and I'm talking again I'm speaking from just my own personal experience of looking at how my cousins, how my brother have be, has been with their partners. And it's not even to say that it's anything bad. It's just the fact that it's always boys will be boys. Or um, a girl, a boy is a boy until he's married off. A girl's always like a part of the family, That, that those kinds of sayings. So there's a cultural expectation that the girl will always be a part of the family. And I think for me, especially now I've been into therapy, what I found is actually, when I look back, Sean dealt with and support me through things that I would have found really difficult because I wasn't good at setting boundaries I wasn't good at knowing when I was pushing myself too much and pouring into other people's cup and I didn't have anything to pour into when I was burning out and still trying to do whatever I could for other people and yeah looking back that's something that I really I appreciated anyway because I could see that because we had a safe space I knew that my time with him was a safe space Whereas now I look at that and I go, okay, whilst I'm with G, G's met my family, G's met my parents, but not saying that I'm the best at setting boundaries even with family at the moment, because I'm not, but I'm so much better at that. But even then, there are still things that I've gone through where G's been really supportive and has to, then this, mind you, this is a white man that's having to listen to, and when we talk about a white man, there are, there's a saying where you talk about like racism and privilege 
and the fact that there's a pyramid and white men are supposed to be at the top of this pyramid because of privilege whilst black women at the bottom because again like i've said we pour into other people's cups so to be with someone that isn't from the same culture that is learning whilst i'm learning that is a part of the ride whilst i'm learning to set boundaries to figure out the person that i want to be and who i want to be in this culture in this position in this place that on its own is a huge thing not only do they have to be there to listen to you and support you they can't be saying stuff about your family because you love your family they can't be saying stuff of like negative things in general like they're supposed to say things from a positive place they're supposed to be there to support you and to learn and understand and that's one thing that I really appreciate about G because I think getting back into dating and like introducing someone to my family it was very clear that I wasn't going to be introducing someone unless it was not saying serious but I suppose yeah because I'm not going to introduce someone if I don't think that there's going to be something that is going to come of it but at the same time I wasn't going to introduce him from the perspective of culture where it's like okay I'm introducing him because I want to marry him because in my mind my family really means something to me so I want to introduce you at a point where I'm comfortable knowing that you are someone I really want to be in my life and and you're a positive person but I also want my family to know you so that I'm not having to pick and choose who to spend time with and no one's getting offended you all know each other and can have a relationship yourselves and if I need to remove myself and you guys just need to do your own thing you can do that and be comfortable together so even in explaining that and having to get through all of that and then meeting and that understanding and even when I talk about sometimes being upset about certain things whether it's through work family whatever else someone that can sit there and want to learn like that's huge so yeah when I talk about the fact that it takes a particular kind of man I mean not only is this man taking on me as a partner they're taking on my culture my two identities in culture three if you add island they are taking on my family and that side of culture they're taking on the difference in how me as a woman has been brought up and by expect what's expected of me, sorry, in culture versus what the boys that they're going to be surrounded with, how they're expected. So they have to be comfortable in themselves. They have to understand and hear you. And they have to be supportive. Like that's a, a big task. It really is. Okay, so halfway through my... Oh, how am I? Um... I'm good. Mentally, I'm really good. I'm in a good place. I've had a really productive day. I had some good posts going out last week. I'm being really consistent with some of my posts. Maybe not on Instagram, but I am on, especially on TikTok. I'm just kind of enjoying that whole vibe. So how am I really? I'm feeling good because I'm seeing that, because I'm in a positive place, I'm creating more authentic content. I'm smiling I'm driving and singing it's not just depressing songs I'm just smiling to myself for like really random things so yeah I'm good okay next um no amount of love can win over racism and when I'm talking about racism I mean if there is racism within families I'm not saying that this has been in any of the relationships that I've been in but even just from looking at other people that have been in situations where they've dated someone and they've had racist family or like I'd say like even here I went through a situation a few years ago where someone from an ex-partner's 
family had said something and it was just very clear then and mind you this was extended family so not that it was okay but it was easier to kind of remove myself from the situation but when having that conversation it was a difficult conversation to have because how do you turn around to a partner and say fyi they might not have said anything directly to me that was horrible but how they got on and what they did say that is a cause for concern and would be if I was walking down the street on my own and I saw them I would not feel safe that's a very awkward situation to be in an awkward conversation to have and I've seen people that talk about like oh even in interracial relationships mind you you can have families on both sides that don't accept the other person to be able to ignore if especially if it's in your immediate family from what I've seen of other people when someone isn't accepted and it's because of racism that's really difficult to get over because that person's having to cut off their family for someone else and that in itself is a trauma that I can't imagine having to go through because let's say it was G's family and that happened and he decided okay I love you so much that I'm gonna choose you it's great that you're choosing me but you're having then to deal with the fact that your whole family like you're walking away from them that's wild and I think does there come a point where maybe sometimes someone can resent someone because of that or it's not all plain sailing? Yeah, that's something that's really difficult to go through. And I think racism is something that you're always in some, there's always prejudice and in that prejudice can turn racism. And I think there are areas, like I said, in my situation where you can detach and say, they're not someone that I have to be involved with all the time and neither is my partner. But there is also that space where you're going, actually, I need to be around these people or not at all. What's that going to look like for my future, my part, me and my partner's future if we have kids? Um, and that kind of leads me into the next bit. <clears throat> and that is how you have conversations, how you talk about the difficult things. And I think one thing that I found in all the relationships that I've had, is that I've dated partners that do want to hear. They might not always hear and they might not always understand, but they want to hear, they want to understand. So even when I've been upset, even when I've talked about certain things, just having someone that makes you feel safe and loved and vice versa, because sometimes your partner might come to you and want to talk to you about something that they might not completely understand or you start a conversation and they don't understand it. And it's not on me to always get mad at them because it's not on them to understand something. Like I've said, when you look at the place in white in, in the world that white men have versus black women is completely different. So to come from two completely different ends and for me to expect my partner to completely understand where I'm coming from in that first conversation, that's wild. It's not going to happen. And one thing that I really appreciate about G is in the fact that we, we we haven't had like difficult conversations but we do talk about like racism and the people in our lives and how it's been with them and something that he always talks about is the fact that he's never going to fully understand where I'm coming from but he will try his best to make me feel seen and heard and he does that and I think even in that you don't have to have a solution all the time you don't need to know it all but just to understand that you're coming from a place of privilege that you will not understand. And we all have different areas of privilege. I'm not saying we don't. But for him in that place as a white man, 
to be able to turn around and say, as a black woman, I understand that when you leave this house, you wear a mask. You have to wear a mask in different situations. That when you are around your parents, that you have, that you are a different kind of person. That when you are in business, when you're around friends, there are different ways to you. And your partner is going to be that person that sees all of those different areas of you and will be able to pull you up and say, that wasn't you. That wasn't needed. You don't need to be around particular people that are going to make you feel a, a particular way, especially when that's negative. That is huge. And even for me to be able to have those conversations and n- not just expect him to go out and just do all the reading, because at the end of the day, at some point, if we decide to have kids, we are going to have kids where neither of us are going to understand what my kids are, uh, or what our kids are going, going through. Like I look at my niece, my niece be- being mixed race, she was born in England, same as her mum. Her dad wasn't born in England. She's half black, she's half white. But neither of her parents can fully understand what that means for her. And she's also female. She's going to be dealing with things that none of us understand. And for me as her auntie, soon to be godmother, I can't wait, um, I expect to be a person in her life that would make her feel heard, understood. And I want to make her feel heard. So I want to ask her questions and that'd be the same in my relationship. I always want G to feel like he can ask me whatever he wants to ask me, can have whatever conversation he wants to have, and I'm going to give him that time of day. And if I feel like I don't have the capacity to be, to be able to have that conversation, because sometimes, like, especially at the moment, being online, um, like, after the Queen had died, oh, people make racist comments. People make comments that, like, I was on Irish Twitter and Black Twitter. You see things that you consume that sometimes can just make you feel burnt out so if you were to try and have a deep conversation with me at that time I might not be able to do that but I need to do that in a polite way and say I can't have this conversation tonight but we can pick this up another day and it's on me then maybe to kind of start it again so yeah I think it's really important to hear each other and try and understand that you will never get where each other's coming from 100% but when you are a partnership you have to be open-minded and you have to understand that your experiences and your lived experiences aren't going to be the exact same as your partner's lived experiences. So this is just a quick short one. Um, I will wrap it up there by saying my win of the week. So what's my win of the week been? Oh, okay. I had, oh, actually, I had a viral post. So I had a post that on Twitter, and I've had a semi-viral one on TikTok that I wasn't expecting, but this is where I'm saying that when I talk about my mental health and where I am, not that when things are good and whatever, you, like, you're going to get viral content, but it's in the fact that I have been cons- consistent. I have been showing up as my authentic self. So whether that's just out of bed and I'm looking a mess, whether that's me sat a little bit curated and I'm out there... Um, yeah, the win has just been that there are people out there that do perceive some content. I've been able to jump onto trends because the capacity is there mentally. I have enjoyed doing that and I'm reaping some of those rewards. And hopefully that will turn into, again, a bit of exposure, some more followers, which means I can get more work sometimes. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's the world that I live in. So yeah, my win of the week is having a viral po- post and a semi-viral post. So yeah, I will wrap this up there and say, so I'll actually I'll link the blog post that I wrote back then um, on interracial dating and what I'd learned onto my blog. You can have a look at my newly designed blog. Thank you, Maiden, for getting that done. 
and I will hopefully be getting back to blogging soon. I've had like the website redone, I might as well. Um, so I'll be posting some things still on my blog whilst I'm talking about some of the things on the podcast and I will cover a few more things on the podcast that, like I said, have been really big hits on the blog. So yeah, if you want to, hopefully you do, you will like, subscribe, follow, um, turn on your notifications for the next podcast and thank you again for listening. I can't believe we're getting to as many weeks as we are now I am excited to show you some of the guests that will be coming up and for the guests that are coming up and I hope that you guys keep enjoying it so again I will say thank you have a good day evening whatever you're doing and I will see you next time